turning 21. Can you do something for me? Can you talk to the ops next for me? 21. Do your thing, 21. Do your thing. Do your thing, 21. What's good, Creamers? Yes, I have to do it this time because some of us don't have the luxury of traveling to Italy with our families. But what's good, Creamers? Welcome back to episode 127 of the Half and Half podcast. I know it's been a little bit, but like I said, stuff's been going on. People are going out of the country and stuff like that. But I thought I'd come here and record an episode for you guys. But it's not just me. I'm not here by myself. I'm joined by a man who's been a guest on the show multiple times and is a friend of the show, avid listener of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Arjun. Welcome to the podcast yet again. Hi. I really don't think it should be called Half and Half for this episode. You have to retitle it. <clears throat> yeah, for this episode, you get to get the full dark roast. The full dark roast because I can't take pretty, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just had a really bad reaction to it. So I think we should go for full dark roast. That's how it should be. Episode one of the dark podcast. <laughs> the dark side half and half podcast. The dark side of half and half. Yes, I'll take that. This feels kind of colorist, like a very fair and lovely sort of. You know, I will style. agree with you. I will agree <laughs> with you because I'm a light skinned Indian and you're more of a medium skin. Like, Me, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not particularly dark. You're not dark skin for sure, bro. But you're not, not that that's light, a, not light that there's skin. a problem with that, just to be clear. No. Fair and lovely is bad in general. They changed their brand name or something. It's like something else, I think. You know, it's not fair and lovely. It's things just love it. would definitely maybe. be more of a medium roast coffee pot. Yeah, maybe we'll call this the medium roast. It'd be more like it's accurate. not as good as it's gonna get. It's just gonna be a medium level quality. Medium, medium well. We're not staying. Medium well. Oh my god, I, I've never had me. I can't even. I don't even know if medium well is good enough to eat. Well, that's it's one of the many steak ratings, Arjun. Or steak types. Do you eat steak? No, not particularly. But I'm sure. I'm sure. Hey, if if you're out there listening, feel free to. I don't even think Arjun's on social media. That like. I am on social media. I just don't follow like meat TikTok like you do. I guess he, I don't follow meat TikTok. I know a lot about steak, bro. It's oh Find Arjun on social media and send him all. Send him rare steak. Send him well done steak. Send him all the steak. There's no pictures of dairy because that would be bad for me. Well, even looking at dairy causes problems for you. Yeah, man. It's just the visual just triggers me. Of course, it does. Well. As you guys could hear from listening, Aiden is not on this episode. Like I have said, Aiden thank is God. on a trip. <laughs> yeah, thank God, right? Everyone's getting sick of that guy. But uh, Aiden, is, <laughs> Aiden is uh, on a trip with his uh, parents in Italy. Hopefully, he's having a great time. But I wanted to try and swing an episode for you guys during this sort of period because we'd already not recorded for uh, a week because it was kind of tricky trying to find time with uh, Aiden traveling or getting ready to travel and everything. So, Arjun's here. We're going to talk about some things. But before we get into that, how are you doing, man? How are you doing? What you been up to? Um, it was a nice weekend so far, honestly. I've been really relaxed. My parents are in India, actually, so I'm home alone. But I have a security system, so you 
So don't come to my house and try to rob me. Um, I wasn't planning on doxing you, but if by chance you were listening and were considering attacking Arjun because he is home alone, attacking this 23-year-old man because he is home alone. I'm fit and strong, so don't come for me because this, <laughs> this body will get you. You will get bodied by my body. The security system's actually just Arjun. There isn't really. I am I am ring. I am the ring doorbell. I am the hear, one who knocks. You're just gonna hear beep and you're just getting knocked out. Beep beep motherfucker, but I saw that uh you were hanging out with another former guest of the podcast, uh Cardike, right? Yesterday. Yeah, so one of our really good friends is starting his job on Monday, and it's like his first big job out of school. He had some time in between graduation and now, and uh, we were just going out to have a little fun before he has to, you know, start working. Nine Become to a slave, like, yeah, like yeah. you know, slave to the corporate, corporate mastermind. You know, suck all that money and spit it all over those big executives. <laughs> so take none for himself man a boss makes a what is it boss makes a dollar i make a dime that's why i shit on company time you know <laughs> he's gonna bar. learn that really well he's gonna learn that really well wait it's who's getting the job bro. is it cardike or is it like a mutual friend of both of you oh he was with us his name is sean but i won't tell too much information because i'm sure he knows he doesn't want to get doxxed either <laughs> right yeah i saw cardike you poured him sake or something yeah, he really wanted to get that on social media, and I was like, "This is because apparently that's apparently it's a thing, right? Like it's apparently like you let someone else pour your drink and that sort of." Apparently, he knew about that too, and he was like, "You got to do it." And he was like, "Let me pull out my phone and take a recording of it." Look, man, Cardike is, like, Cardike oh, is special. Our now. age, he's in his early twenties, but he is trapped by his uh, the immigrant parents. I still remember when, like, I think it was over the summer. We went out, and he, like, told his mom he was going to a concert or something, so she wouldn't ask questions. He, I think he told... And he, like, got, like, a card, that. finally. Like, he got, like, a credit or debit, he, like, or something where, he, like, he could buy, like, alcohol, and his parents wouldn't be weird about it. It's crazy. Sorry to put your business out there, Cardigan, but it's okay. We, we, we stand in solidarity. We can, if we want, we can cut around it, but we don't have to. <laughs> I mean, my point is, it's just, like, I know, like, I, I can see why maybe he's excited just because, like, I feel like sometimes it's, like... And I don't think he hides it from them so much as, like, they just ask him too many questions. When you're an Asian child, you don't want to get in the way of your parents' happiness, but you don't want to get in the way of your own happiness. So it's very much a... If they don't see it, hear it, smell it, they're fine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get in the way of my happiness. God damn it, Arjun, pour me this sake right now. Yeah, he was like, pour it to me. And I was like, fill that cup where? up. And I was like, all right, bro. That's cool. That's kind of cool, though. It looked very, like, it looked, were you guys like a legit, like, because they have, like, sake bars and stuff. Was it like a, because it had, like, the it nice, you guys had, like, the nice show. bottle and everything. You know, it's Philadelphia, man. You probably have more sake bars there. We just went to a Japanese restaurant in South End, and they had hot sake, and we, we had dinner and we got that. But like, South I wish has like fancy sake bar. I really wish we had a sake bar, but you know, Charlotte will eventually. There's some Japanese that. places like they don't care to do that, which is fine. Like if you get sake, it's just is give it to you in the cup. They usually don't give you the you don't get the whole experience of uh, feeling like you know someone else is pouring you a drink and you feel all honored, and then you get hammered. Yeah. 
I um, poured my own drink and he yelled at me and I was like, <laughs> he was like, you don't pour your own drink. And I was like, okay, then just do drink out of my cup, I guess. And I'll just switch cups then. How about that? And I was like, well, you're not, I'm not going to drink it. So, you know, he's like, but you already done this pour. And I was like, I don't know what to say, man. I'll take it. <laughs> I saw you, I saw you guys singing a family ties as well. We probably took a video of that as well. Um, but it's a great, I, it's a great, it's a great song. It's just, it's one of those just belted out with your friends in the car. You know, people like to stream when they're in the car. <laughs> yeah, they do. And honestly, like, Baby Keem makes good music to stream too. He is Baby Keem. You know, yeah. If he did like an emotional song, I would not listen to it. <laughs> I wanted pure rage all the time. Exactly. You know, that's how he built himself up. This reminds me of uh, like going to going to fit this point. It feels like way back when you like we both had taken like our last last ever exam at high, in high school, and you made me roll my windows down. And you blasted XXX to on, on the speakers. I know, man. I didn't care about cancel culture back then. I wasn't. What? Even on, <laughs> what does that even on Twitter, and I wasn't. He was canceled before he passed away too. Back then. Well, I mean, I yeah, I was more. I wasn't referring to. I was more so just referring to the like everyone likes just playing loud shit they can stream to. It doesn't even have to be like aggressive music. People will play "Party of the USA" and just music out loud. Yeah. That's very true. I um, I remember that moment. I vividly. I don't think I'll forget it because getting out of that high school really. Oh well, yeah, me it's a very. It was a very. It's a very like important moment of being free. <laughs> brother is out of high school how does he feel living away from home does he feel more free i think he is uh he's not going to sake bars in pittsburgh uh, i hope not at least he's not 21 yet but i mean i think it's nice to have that freedom i mean shit it goes back to in a way like the thing that seems to like annoy cardicate sometimes you know if you got the parents like parents or systems you know schools or I don't know, maybe even your job that feels like they're hovering over everything that you do. It's annoying, man. You know, or even if it's like you don't care if they know what you're doing, but then you have to sit there and justify it to them. No one likes it. It's crazy because like when you have to juggle that much, how can you also juggle being the CEO of two companies? What? Elon Musk. That was a hilarious transition. <laughs> What do you have to juggle that much? How can imagine what well, Elon Musk's juggling his parents getting on his case for drinking too much? And being the CEO of two companies. Is it two or three? I think it might be more than two. No, there's there's the one that flies into space, they SpaceX. SpaceX. There's Tesla. Then there's Twitter. So three, right? Yeah. And he formerly was like he bought into PayPal and then once it got really yes. big, he sold it off, right? So he doesn't technically mm-hmm. own anything. I think so. Elon's Musk. That was such a funny transition, though, just because in my head I'm imagining, oh, man, dealing with oppressive systems as a billionaire who owns three companies. Mom, I just, I just want to go I drink just want a 40. I just want a 40 and $8 from everyone. I just want $8 from everyone so I can go drink with the boys, Mom. Please stop looking at my bank account with its $50 billion that's sitting in there. Yeah, 
isn't he divorced too? Doesn't he have to pay a bunch of alimony too? <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, I know him and Grimes were together, but I don't think they actually were ever officially married. Let me see if I can find He's Elon had Musk. What? Yeah, it says spouse. Yeah, he, he was married from 2000 to 2008. That he was married to someone from 2010 to 2012, and then I guess they remarried for another three years. That's crazy. What is this guy doing with his life? He trolls on Twitter and posts memes, but we'll get into that in a second. We're going to take a quick break here after we just bantered around a little bit. Talked a bit about the old stopping ground. I feel like that happens sometimes when like Aiden and I will do episodes where the other isn't there and we're like, oh, we'll just bring a friend on. And then it just quickly becomes, ah, remember when we used to throw the pig skin back in the day? We did play some football sometimes. We played like maybe three times together, and no one ever wanted me to be. It was because Carnike really wanted to play football. I always wanted to feel like Carnike and White Josh specifically. There's an Asian Josh. That's where the distinction comes in, just to clarify for the listeners out there. Who was a nickname from high school when we were 15 to 16 years old? Please don't cancel us on Twitter. I actually don't have an account, so you can cancel him, but. What did I do? <laughs> I don't know, man. If you don't pay your eight dollars, you're not gonna even you're not gonna be on Twitter anymore. They'll be like, we can't cancel, <laughs> we can't find it's it. It's not like we were verified to begin with. I should be verified. You guys are famous to me. Thank you. Thank you. It's ver- verified as a state of being. And if we're verified to you, that's all that matters. Verified is a state of being. So how can Elon Musk package and sell life like that? Exactly. <laughs> Package and sell life. Wow. Do that to people, man. Shut Twitter down, bro. That's what I'm saying. He's on his way to do it again. But like I said, we'll talk about that in a second. Better without gonna, social media, bro. We're going to go back to the olden times. Go back to the, go back to like, can we just always be in that one stasis where the iPod Touch one came out? And like <laughs> all it was used for was iMessage and the really, really bad quality music app that would shut down a bunch. Like, and go back to like the tap tap stuff, like Guitar Hero, but with your fingers. <coughs> and yeah. Can we get back to that, that version of embrace Apple tradition, and reject modernity? Exactly. Exactly, man. Like that level of like intro to technology was a comfortable level because you weren't a kind of right, though. There was, there was a very fun time with like. Not just like the iPod, but I remember like with the first DS and like the Game Boy era. Yeah. The early exactly. PlayStation, we Xbox like eras, PS2. I think we should go back to when we were like 10 years old. And just oh, yeah, we're just, Arjun, we're just, we're just sad that we're adults who have to pay bills and deal with grown men, made child running our social media platform. You know, I don't want to tweet about Joe <coughs> Musk and have to pay taxes. I don't want to do either of those That'd things. It's so funny. Hey, you tweeted about me this month, so I'm charging you. Yeah, you know what he's gonna do is good. He's gonna put a misinformation fee on people. He's gonna, he's gonna, gonna charge the hell out of AOC on Twitter. Oh yeah, AOC. This account he's, he's called me stupid, charge... which is blatantly a lie. So you will now have to pay with your life. I really think the fact that it said misinformation fee means he's gonna do that. He's gonna find this podcast and he's gonna think about it. And then one week later, you're going to see up on Twitter. He's, he's going go, to, well, as long as he doesn't buy Spotify, I think this podcast will be fine. No, but you'll find it, man. And he'll use the idea. And so he's going to put that. He's going to listen. Yeah, Elon's using this this small little podcast as a 
is a think tank of his ideas. I mean, to be fair, his ideas are so fucking awful. He might as well be using random podcasts to talk about him. What he's doing is the regular old business trick by the company of the expense, increase revenue, have very good financial performance, and then sell it off to another sucker. Right before it falls apart. <laughs> right before it falls apart in their hands. It that is their fault. Apart, not his fault. Exactly because the ownership is switched. Oh. There's no liability after you leave ownership, right? Right. Well, hold that thought. Um, like I said, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk more about Elon Musk and his questionable management of Twitter so far. Okay, we're back for a quick little break. So I guess we kind of sort of set the stage here, talking a bit of shit about Elon Musk. But if you don't know, Elon Musk is like, after trying to back out of the deal, by the way, is like now officially like the majority owner, uh, majority shareholder of Twitter, which so I guess makes him like the owner or majority owner. He's the owner. Um, he took it private, so he's the one I, from what I can tell, as far as I can tell, he's a hundred percent shareholder. He's hundred percent. Oh, he took it. He made Twitter private. You can't buy Twitter stock right now. Oh. Oh wow. Last the last closing price of fifty was fifty three dollars and seventy cents as of October twenty seventh. It hasn't updated since then, so you know. So there's it's, a couple, yeah. And Arjun is very much more of a business guy than me. More of a businessman. Yeah. I'm just a little I, business bitch boy, but Arjun here. I, ta- I take his money that he makes for the company, and then I count it, and I give him a lot of it, too. <laughs> That's basically what happens. I'm an accountant. Also, I just wanted to ask this. Uh, are you drinking while recording this show? No, I finished my drink. What was that? That was not apple juice. It was Maker's Mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to ABC, um, and I was like, let me get something very tiny. And I was like, oh, it's so tiny, and it has wax on it. And I like whiskey. It has wax on it. That means it's, it wasn't that means a it's ton of wax all over it. It was. That, that's how you know. That's Arjun's guide to buy a drink. It's a little drink, and it's got some wax on it. Go ahead. Yeah, just a, just a tiny bottle. It wasn't even too expensive because you know parents are gone for two weeks. Don't rob me. God, dude, uh, come on, bro. You are a working adult and you're talking to me like you're in college. Parents are gone for a few weeks. Parents are gone for a few weeks. I can have a drink at two p.m. and no one's gonna complain. You're an adult. You make a salary. You can drink at two p.m. if you want. I know, but my, you know. Parents are always there to make a little back comment. I know, I know, I know. It's the same thing we were talking about earlier, where, like, it's not so much that they'll catch you. It's that they will, like, not leave you alone about it. They'll be annoyed. Yeah, they won't leave you alone about it, man. So when they're gone and there's no one to talk to me about it. They don't want to tell you nothing. Okay, okay. That means you should be considerably juiced to talk about Elon Musk's ownership of Twitter so far. There's a couple of ways to talk about what's been frankly a tumultuous a uh, few weeks or a week or whatever at least the past week i'll say has been <laughs> all over the place there's the angle of like as someone who uses the platform and you see all the shit that he's been saying the ideas that he has and there's also an angle and i do have an article here which will uh, like kind of refer to about like the angle of being someone who works for twitter or worked for twitter a lot of people probably past tense after the massive layoffs they had this friday 
this past yeah. Friday, which was uh, November 4th. So from like a user perspective, somebody who's been on the platform, uh, he's thrown out a bunch of ideas and his ideas feel like they come from a place of like, he just doesn't understand what he thought. Right? Like, I'm sure, like, yeah, you can, and I'm sure you've heard, you maybe are aware of, like, the verification payment idea and some of the other stuff he's thrown out there. It just comes off as, like, a guy who bought something and didn't know what it did in the first place. And now he's trying to make changes and make more money off of it. Elon knows about technology in general, right? With PayPal, with Tesla, with that, what's it called? SpaceX. He may not be a STEM educated person, he may not understand the actual engineering. I'm pretty sure he has a STEM background, but that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he's working for companies with their own products and their own use cases and their own sort of contextual pieces. Right. He may not be 100% knowing of every single part of how Twitter operates, but when it comes to a technology company or any company in general, you just have to be able to cover your expenses at the end of the day. As long as you cover your expenses, especially as a private company, they only answer to Elon's satisfaction. So as long as he's satisfied... That's such a miserable the, thought. You answer to Elon's yeah. satisfaction. You think about it, right? When you, have, when you have a public company, you answer to the shareholders. He's the only shareholder. As long as he's satisfied with how the company's running, then everything will be fine. As far as... As long as, you know, he's able to meet his interest expense payments, which are like $1 billion from what I heard every single year. I don't even know if the company makes enough cash after all their expenses to cover an interest I mean, That's payment. why the layoffs happened, right? To try and cut costs. So that's the thing, right? What are the biggest costs for Twitter? The engineers, the software people that actually help Twitter run, maybe the hardware, the servers, the expenses to rent out all that stuff. I don't know where Twitter is hosted or if it owns all its own servers or anything like that. Yeah. But it costs a lot of money to maintain those, right? So he has a lot of hardware, software, and human intelligence that he has to account for. And it's a pretty common thing to buy a company, reduce expenses by laying off people. It's a, it's unfortunately a, quite a common business tab tactic. So it's par for a course in my eyes, but it's still a horrible thing to do to people, especially so quickly. It's just... And don't you also think, like, I understand, like, you're right, like, I mean, at the end of the day, well, <clears throat> we say it's about him trying to make money, but doesn't this also feel like he's trying to prove some sort of point? Because he talks a lot about freedom of speech, political correctness, the woke left. So it feels like he's trying to run his platform in a way that proves a point, like, He's peddling the freedom of speech argument that doesn't actually work because it's a private company, so they're allowed to have speech restrictions if they want. That's also the thing, man. Like Elon Musk he's is petty. also he's he's petty, but he's quite quite rich, more than we ever realize. So even if Twitter, even if it does go belly up and it's and it's a financial waste, and he hates it, he can eat it. He can always step in with more of his own personal wealth over time. Who's to say that he won't have more personal wealth in 2030 versus now? You know, when it comes to Elon Musk, we never know. I mean, the rich get richer sort of thing, right? I mean, the yeah, I think this just feels like such like a personal vendetta project to 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 to, to, to say moderation is going to be less, to say we're going to let people say whatever they want. Essentially, I know. because it felt like he was a Twitter user who was frustrated with the fact there was moderation, there was censorship, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now he has bought the platform and is now like, you know, it's almost like 
in a weird way. I guess it's almost like if you're a kid, like like the classic example of like a kid at a candy store. Parents say you can only have like one item or like a limited amount of stuff, and you're not mad. Yeah. You're like, no, I want more. So it's like that. You remember Dudley Dursley, dude, from Harry Potter? Yeah. Do you remember the scene where he comes down and it's like the intro scene for Harry Potter, the first book, and he's like, "There's 33 present presents here," and yeah. he was, and his dad was like, "Yeah, there's 33 presents for your birthday, son. I love you." And he's like, 33, but last year I had 34. It's the same, it's the same vibe. It's the same attitude. Yeah, well, yeah, because he's already rich. But I'm saying in the, like, in an isolated instance, it feels like that kid who couldn't get everything he wanted from the candy shop, like, came back as an adult and, like, bought whatever he wanted or just bought the store. So now they own all the candy. So, like, yeah, it's pretty crazy how for some people life is just a playground. Yeah, that's what it feels like. He didn't, like, the fact that he couldn't get away with saying bullshit on Twitter because Twitter has moderation rules. Just to clarify for everyone listening, Twitter, like any of the other social media platforms, are private companies who have terms of service agreements. They are allowed to say, they're allowed to have, they have a terms of service. They can say, if you say yeah. certain things, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get suspended or banned or we're going to remove that content. And you cannot sue them. You will probably lose the lawsuit. Not no, just being yeah, exactly. suing a massive corporation, but also the First Amendment applies to the government's ability to restrict what you can say. Like, there's not going to be much restriction as to what they say on there. Like, in, in my honest opinion, I would think it would be useful to get like really mad over how much people are doing everything to you because Elon can do whatever he wants. That's the willpower he has when he's 100% owner. <clears throat> It's really difficult to get frustrated with him because it's, there's a lot of other social media sites that you can use. Twitter's just one. You I mean, know? you can get frustrated with him in the sense like he's I never used running Twitter, his... so I wouldn't know how much it's impacted. As well. <coughs> you just I think what's as... frustrating is like what I said. We're like, he's running this company because he has a vendetta. He's mad he can't spread conspiracy theories or use the ad word or whatever. I guess I. Um, and granted, kind of I don't know if he. I'm not going to say that Elon has or would like to use the N word. That is unfair. But that's true. like, that's the type of moderate. Like, I think like from that, the lack of moderation, people have seen increased uses in slurs and other things like that. I mean, and that's, that's why really moderation nice. exists. You don't need that stuff on the platform. You really don't. And if no. you're so upset that you can't say what you want, go like that. That's it's that's sh- like this idea that like well, the, what the truth social. They go to Truth Social, go to Parlor or whatever. You see Twitter as Truth Social now. I don't see it as a place for like people to go there without. Well, I think people are still able to do what they want, but it's sort of these impending changes on the horizon where people are getting concerned. Like, for example, and this goes back to what I said, like, I don't think he understands why these features existed in the first place, like content moderation. It existed to prevent misinformation and slurs, basically. Didn't he post an article that was from a website or a quote-unquote news source that spreads a lot of misinformation? Remember about um, Nancy Pelosi's husband being attacked? He sent a tweet. He was like, this article is contradictory to whatever people were saying. It was like an article that was pointing towards lawsuits. The, the misinformation is already there. Elon doesn't care about that. I think, honestly, it's a bit of a gone case in my in my view. I think oh yeah, well, I mean this this feels like a trade that's headed off the rails and there's nothing you can do about it. But like can't pull, he can't doesn't pull back. understand the features of the thing he bought. 
like verification being eight dollars a month right like say you have to pay for verification what is verification for it is so that you know it's the real person and it's for people who have status when he's like saying like oh it's we're tired of the elites running this website which is really funny coming from an elite himself exactly he's been <laughs> an elite for many for his entire life I mean, that's the thing. He's trying to be like the billionaire that's cool, but in reality, he's doing the same stuff, if not worse stuff, than anyone who's got that type of money and power. I think people really liked him when he just stuck to the fast, like the electric cars and the rockets. I think, yeah, like, he's if, been getting annoyed for a while now because, like, yeah, I think the memes. turn was when I feel like the social media turn when people started, like, not really, li like, not really liking him was around the time he said that it was really messed up things about the guy um, who saved the kids. And how did I say those children who were stat who were called him a pedophile? Pain. Yeah, that's a little that's horrible. Up. I feel like that's when people really turned on him. And people I feel were like, like, oh, and then also like, dude, he it, that's not like you can use memes and have fun with internet culture no matter how old you are, but he decidedly feels like an old guy trying really hard to like be funny using the, the sense of humor that is decidedly younger. Oh my god. I remember I saw like a tweet um, and he was like, I bought, I just got Twitter and I'm like, now the owner, let that sink in. And then like there was a picture of him bringing his sink to the Twitter office and I was like, I would, I would feel so weird as a Twitter employee to like know that this random guy bought you because it was kind of a meme. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. There's like a personal, like it's like a it's like a playground. Like you said, it's like it's like a toy to him. That's what I'm saying. Like if someone's gonna <clears> use <throat> your social media website as a toy, you might as well recognize yourself that you as a user are a toy too. So don't get played. What does that make you as an employee? What does that make you as an employee? I don't know, man. You're giving them data about you for their ad revenue, whereas you're making money off of other people giving you their data information, you know, as being an employee. So which way do you want? I don't really know which one is more preferable. I mean, there's like a very you have problematic... to use Twitter. You know, as a Twitter employee, you have to use Twitter. You have to be working for them nine to five. I'm sure more than like nine to nine at the minimum at that place. But like as a user, you never have to do that. You can delete the app whenever you want. I think a lot so of like, people are leaving the app, but I think it a lot says of advertisers a lot. are cutting their advertising deals as well. Yeah, and I think that like that obviously like everyone has a choice, right? Like at the end of the day, we can all just leave the app. And honestly, I'll probably we'll see. I might I'll probably leave soon enough. The, the, the half and half account will probably will probably migrate. How you we post Instagram? Stuff. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, is like with all these social media platforms, even Instagram has had issues as far as like what it's been evolving into. But I think with Twitter, it just it's such a lack of understanding of why there's certain features. Verification exists because certain people and organizations are really big and people right. want or need to know that it's the real person or organization. A great example is in sports when you have people breaking news about who got traded or who signed a new contract somewhere. You need to right. know the person posting that is like a verified, that's their account, they're a real journalist. That's true, because, like, remember um, R.I.P. Takeoff, when he did pass away a few days ago, I saw it on Reddit at 4 a.m., or, like, I don't know, I'm 4 a.m., like, 6 a.m., I woke up, and I was like, fake news. 
But then by like 9 a.m., I was like, oh, that's real news, you know? And it took me a while. And I was like, I don't believe anything I've seen on Reddit. I just go there to laugh. So, like, I understand what you're saying. But when I think about the internet and social media, I don't know if it's a place to get any sort of information that's legit nowadays. I feel like it's an age of misinformation, honestly. It is an age of misinformation. And making verification a pay-to-earn sort of thing is just enabling is more. more. Because yeah, it in is. theory, right, you can have a guy who pays for the thing and then changes his, like, profile picture and display name to be that of someone else. Point, point in. <clears throat> Pretty much. Like, um, for example, like, I could, like, you know, like, and also do my counter and say, well, what about, like, if there's real verification? And there's, like, a different verification badge. There's, like, double real verification. Check or something. And then there's, like, check. like, $8 a month verification. Oh. But then, what's the point of that? You pay eight dollars a month to have like, a special check. There's gonna be a blue check, and then there's gonna be a gold check, a premium. That's a what premium I'm saying. Level. Like th- th- and that, like and like, I get that's playing off. People want to be premium, but it just feels so. Un- it feels so stupid. The check was so kind of like, the check is seen as a status symbol in some ways for some people because yeah. <clears throat> famous people tend to have it, news organizations have it, what have you. But like. It's more of a, I don't, I mean, it's a status symbol depending on who you are. I don't really think it's a peasants versus lords sort of situation. I think it's just a, it's a way to navigate the platform. Instagram has verification too. For me, it YouTube means has verification nothing. too. You have 100K subscribers. Yeah, me, none of that means, it has zero value to me, honestly. All it does is it tells all. you that's the real person's account. So, you know, that if you want to yeah. follow a celebrity, oh, that's that, that's the celebrity's account. You know what I mean? You're not following some fake, some random person who took the username or whatever. No. Yeah, I just, <laughs> when it comes to Elon, I don't know how he's going to make money in general. Outside well, I think of the, these are all measures. advertisements and like creating revenue off of Well, the ad trend. people are already, because he's volatile, right? Like buying something as a play thing does not inspire much confidence in your, uh, in your ad partners, right? Who knows how much planning he's done behind the scenes. For all we know, the reason why he was like, I'm going to back out of the deal was the fact they just needed more time to figure out what he was going to do. He didn't have to actually want to back well, out. Well, also, either. I think, isn't there also a level of like, don't you think some of these things he's doing, like paying $8 a month and blah, 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 is just like, it's like you said, he wants to generate as much revenue as he can. And then maybe he'll just sell it off later. What's the thing? <coughs> Elon Musk, of course, is a very well-connected person. Finding a buyer for Twitter, though, after everything that's happened, that might be difficult. Yeah, like, Twitter's going to be looked at as, like, a ticking... Most people think the site is going to go down, like, tomorrow at some point. Like, people... Exactly, because the valuation is based off of what he paid. He paid a premium. He paid $44 billion, and the site is probably worse. Right now, the site is the same, but the site is arguably going to be worse... After they're already money. losing adverts. Like some large companies are already cutting their, <laughs> they're cutting their advertisement um, focus on Twitter in general. Yeah. Um, and even if you do small transactions of eight dollars, nine dollars, ten dollars with all your user base, not every single user that joins Twitter is going to make a transaction with you. And I just don't see how they're going to create revenue. <sighs> that's going to increase from now on very well. It just doesn't make sense to me. I have no idea why Elon's yeah. going to do this. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you can what say you whatever you want, right, on Twitter, but the NBA doesn't care about that. They'll take action, won't they? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what are you doing? That's a transition for Kyrie. No, wait, listen, hold on. Oh, you wanted to say more? Sorry, Dan. We'll 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 crop it. We'll we'll cut. No, it. I'm leaving in the fact you tried to do a segue to not make it. We thought it was smooth as fuck, but okay, all right. Look, it's okay. Let's see. We don't have the rapport, man. You're not the usual co-host. You know, this is the sorry, medium. Not, Aiden. I'm sorry, you're not. I hate to tell. I'm you. Sorry, I'm not Italian for you. I'm sorry, I'm not. He's mostly Irish. Let's make that clear. Um, Is he? I don't know much about Aiden's nationalities or ethnicities. I mean, he's a mix of European stuff, like you know, a decent amount of people are. But I just wanted to like add in, like, I think what you said is like what you you made it very clear, and I think it's some it's a point. It's like no, it's like no, we can have a cop. We have there's a very important conversation to be had about like. Why content moderation exists, why censorship exists, why terms of services exist, why verification is a feature, why all these other things on the application are the way they are. That's not to say he can't make changes, but some of these changes seem to come from a fundamental misunderstanding of why the feature exists in the first place. But at the end of the day, you said it best. Elon's Elon. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And he seems committed agree with to you building me. Twitter. Yeah. He's going to build Twitter in his vision, even if that vision projects to be one where the company, where the platform falls apart. But one thing I, mean, I do want to add is like, it doesn't, does it, and like you can, you know, you might have a take on this as well. Um, usually doesn't bode well for a company. I mean, granted, Amazon is very successful and they treat their employees like dog shit. But the way you handle your employee relationships can usually say at least how you're going to be as a leader in general. And this past oh, yeah. Friday, Twitter laid off half their workforce. They just sent them an email. People at Twitter, I'm, I'm, I'm referencing an article from the New Yorker that was published this past Friday when everyone got laid off. Uh, people said, like, you know, they've been fine. It's been chaos. No one knows what's going on. They've learned more from, like, all the news reports about Twitter than, like, you know. Yeah, Italy. exactly. Um, and there, here are some teams that have been, that are completely gone. Uh, a team on machine learning ethics. That's very important. He got rid of them. Uh, a group that folk resource groups like Twitter Woman dismantled. Uh, there's also many uh, other people said it's like they watched cool. colleagues get the boo, and then some of them had to just kind of fall in line with the company lo- company vision for Musk. And also, I, I don't have it right here, but I do. Yeah, believe- that's true. It's his way or the highway, man. Yeah, and also I did see something about how. He has very strict expectations for where, like his this eight dollar a month stuff and all these other feature proposals. He's like, they're like, you have to get it done by this deadline, and so he's putting them on a crunch. So not only are these features questionable, he's making people crunch to get them. You also have to think about <coughs> um, a lot of the a lot of heavy compensation in technology for a lot of employees comes from contracts. Paid direct messages, cash. by the way, is another feature. What is it? Paid DMs. DMs. Yeah. Like you get, you pay money to access people's DMs or you pay money. I assume it's like you can, it's like, I think this is trying to be like YouTube or Twitch when someone's live streaming. You can super chat or something where like you pay money to have your message like kind of more featured. So I guess a paid DM would be like you could pay money to say, maybe if a celebrity had it or like if someone had it like enabled, you could pay to have your message like prominently displayed to them or something that's also one of the things um he's gonna have to get outside of just tweeting as like the form of communication to really make it to make it more innovative but honestly he might end up 
adding in Twitch style, um, like video streaming to Twitch. He might end up like adding all those kinds of features in. And honestly, at that point, there'll be no blur between which social media is which because Instagram already has the whole TikTok feature built in and TikTok already has the whole Instagram story thing built in. And then like Facebook has the Instagram stories thing built in. I feel like Facebook might have a Twitter feature too, or like a, might have like a, um, a TikTok feature too, even if Instagram doesn't, doesn't do well with the reels. So it's like all the social media websites are kind of turning into the same stuff. And everyone cross posts content, the yeah. same stuff on all their platforms. So it's like, I'm getting the same message from everywhere. And it's the same thing, but just in like different cropped, just different cropped ways of cropping the same picture. Yeah. It's <clears throat> Yeah. I think ultimately to wrap up this Twitter conversation, well, I mean, we, at the end of the day, we'll see. Uh, referencing this article, it looks like the products are very questionable. Uh, it's all over the place though so like it's it could work it couldn't work i mean that's what you could say about a lot you could say that about most things i think the biggest negative impact seems to be from a culture perspective at the company a lot of people do not like him who work there so they've either had to leave or they've had to suck it up excuse me because like it's their job you know some of them it's hard maybe they don't want to try and find another one or they have a nice job now he's he's gotten rid of a lot of management He's gotten rid of a lot of management because he wants engineers to run the company. So you've got a lot of. I people. will say, I will say, when you have a very high level executive, with your compensation comes like exit compensation as well, right? Yeah. So like, not every single employee will get this, but a lot of employees who do have those special <clears throat> contracts set up, they will fall with the golden parachute for sure. Yeah, but ultimately, it's uh, I feel bad for the people who just got laid off on Friday sucks to just get it an sucks. email saying it's time it's to horrible. it sucks to be like open this email and find that if you're going to be unemployed or not mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that a lot of these technology companies well a lot also, of the types of people do. it seems like he got rid of like machine learning ethics people uh content moderation people which is weird because he want he should keep content moderation it's how it's i would optimize the app to actually keep it like, you have more money. users if you had more content moderation He's working against himself, the entire thing he's doing right now, right? Like you're saying, he's doing it to make a point about content moderation that he doesn't want it, even if it burns down his company. Elon Musk will do whatever he wants to do, and that means also, I guess, implode the company too. He's going to go out on his terms. It's very reckless. I 100% think he's making bad decisions right now. You know what else is reckless and a bad decision? What? Being anti-Semitic. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that even when I was young, man. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving. Um, and so if for those of you who don't know, have the privilege of not knowing. Kyrie Irving. I have a timeline here. This is from Ford, which is an independent Jewish uh, nonprofit sort of organization and I guess journalistic outlet. <clears throat> so... Also, I just want to say, I will do some digging. I want to find, I'm going to find like an organization that just like you could donate to that like fights hate speech and stuff like that. I'll put that donation link into the uh, episode description if you'd like to contribute. The NBA donation fund? 
Oh, what is it? The what the Anti Defamation League? Is that what you were saying? No, the NBA donation fund because they they suspended Kyrie. Because they're they're so against anti Semitism. They're so against. I'm not giving the NBA any money. They're fine. They're apparently going to sign a crazy uh, TV deal that's worth like trillions of dollars or something absurd. To me. With Apple TV or like ESPN or something? I don't know. I know Amazon is trying to get NBA stuff because they've already got uh, football stuff. Amazon Prime just has Lord of the Rings, but the season's done. <coughs> so Amazon Prime has literally nothing else to offer people. I swear to God. The content. That's why they're trying to get it sports. Me. I mean, The yeah. Boys is good. The Boys is good, but like, you know, that's going to, that's one show for like maybe three, four seasons. Maybe yeah, a movie. True. But yeah, speaking of Amazon Prime movies. You'd have to wait 20 years to reboot it, you know, like with Star Wars. Disney waited a long time to reboot Star Wars and really bring it back and forth. Well, once they bought it, they were they once they bought it, they were rebooting it. So uh, they've been pumping them. It took, yeah. It took a while. <clears throat> it took a while for them to buy it, but once they got it, yeah. it was the reboot was imminent. Um anyway, what? speaking of Amazon Prime video and stuff. On October 27th, Kyrie Irving posted an Amazon link to a movie filled with anti-Semitic conspiracies, uh, including a quote that's not real, but is attributed to Adolf Hitler, saying that Jews will blackmail America to keep their secret. And it, The quote expressed positive sentiments towards black people, which expressing positive sentiments towards black people is not a bad thing. But to think that Hitler would feel anything positive towards black people is fucking hilarious. There's no way. Because, um, when Hitler was in power in Germany, he was targeting Jewish people, of course. He was also targeting people of other different minority statuses outside of that image, right? That Aryan race, right? Like he was targeting disabled people. He was targeting he was targeting other ethnic minorities and other racial minorities outside of Judaism in general or being Jewish. Um, but yeah, of course. In general, what he was saying, I don't think Hitler seems like very sympathetic to any minority in general. Also, attributing quotes to Hitler to like prove a point, aside from the point being that he was anti Semitic. Right. It's obviously <laughs> false and it's also <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like obviously <laughs> false because like it's the like wrong it's, and your it's shit, a man. legend last letter. It's like an undisclosed, like, of course it's undisclosed. It's not fucking real. Yeah, exactly. What can you disclose if there's never there? But on October 28th, uh, Rolling Stone, the publication, actually unpacks the movie's anti-Semitic claims. Uh, the movie claims that many famous high-ranking Jews admitted to satanic worship, and in, in the movie, they assert the Holocaust was a hoax. That mm-hmm. is awful yeah. and not true. And then on October 28th, again, uh, to keep in mind, if you do not know who Kyrie Irving is, he is a NBA player. He's a point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. He's very you can look talented up his basketball. basketball. Yes, he is a good basketball player, uh, but that doesn't really matter here, does it? The only the, him being good at basketball is the only thing that's keeping him around at this point. His skill in the sport does not make him qualify to talk. About <laughs> I mean, this isn't like we're not going to like say shut up and dribble here, right? We're not going to say Kyrie Irving is only allowed to talk about basketball and nothing else. Of course not. He can talk about whatever he wants. But once again, he's allowed to talk about whatever he wants, but there is a consequence that he might face based on what he says and how he says it. Now, you know, LeBron will speak out specifically about a lot of, like, issues that affect the black community. and He got hit with the shut up and dribble for a Fox Really? Yeah. And that's unfair because the player is allowed to speak about stuff that isn't their sport. 
especially like being a black man in America is it I mean granted he's very rich now LeBron's a black man in America he has a perspective that he can speak from and also athletes have money and resources to get educated on the topics they want to talk about didn't he show up to a Jewish organization after his negative remarks about Jewish people like didn't he show up to like an event or something yeah no he did not his parents did oh really yeah I'll get to it don't worry but yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving should. I understand if Kyrie Irving wants to like learn more about his history as a black person. Learn. I mean, there is like I'm not going to speak on the black Israelite stuff, but if he wants to learn about his history. That's fine. But you have to also do your research when you have. He's he's an incredibly popular person. Twitter platform has like a million. He has millions of followers across his Instagram and Twitter platforms. Like he he putting. A guy with that, look, no matter how small you are, even as the half and half podcast, we tweeted out this movie. It's promoting it. Even if we're really small and we're not going to create that much engagement, it's promotion. Kyrie, with his millions and millions of followers, is going to encourage people to at least click it, even if it's out of morbid curiosity. That movie was like number one on the Amazon movie charts or whatever because so many people were checking it out, either out of curiosity or out of just legitimately like, oh, I want, I, I like what Kyrie says. I want to see what this is about. And now those people who probably, they're not all of them are going to agree with what the movie said, but like it's it's giving the movie a bigger reach than it would have had initially. He has a lot of power and role play because of that. He has a lot of influence on a lot of young, impressionable people our yeah, age. He's or a younger. cool basketball player who people like him because he's cool and good at basketball. Sports. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with you. What he's doing is extremely dangerous. People should not be listening to him at all. Yeah, and you'd think a guy who like claimed the earth was flat and also did not believe in the COVID-19 vaccines would have killed his credibility, but really he hasn't somehow. <clears throat> so then like it's like some people, it's like people say cancel culture is really bad, but like cancel culture cancel culture really is such canceling an over, a lot of people. Cancel culture is also so overused. Cancel culture is really canceling. Like you were um, that comedian. Cancel Chris culture Dalia. is real, right? In the sense, like cancel culture, in my opinion, refers to like the culture of if someone does something bad, people demand that they lose their job or they lose their endorsements or whatever. You can call that cancel culture, but I feel like it's really just holding people accountable. If you say stuff like this with this kind of platform with this type of reach, people don't hold them accountable. It's, well, now they do. Now they are. <laughs> No, he should have been... The Flat Earth stuff was, like, stupid. And once again, like you said, he has impressionable followers. So he needs to be... Like, they need to tell him, hey, don't say stupid shit like that. That's factually untrue. The anti-vax stuff is also... That one's a little more harmful because your decision to not get a vaccine can actually impact the health of people around you. And then this is just racist. So we've, like... crazy. He said all that before Elon even bought Twitter, you know? There was even, there was that level, there was that little content moderation in the first place on Twitter. Yeah, because the moderation stuff isn't going to tag that sort of thing. I think if they did start tagging his tweets with, like, misinformation things. But it was, this wasn't all just stuff he said on Twitter, though. This was just stuff he'd say in, like, press conferences and interviews and stuff like that. You know what? People still interviewed him after that. Yeah. Because, well, it's a space. story. It's a story. You need the interview. Like, okay, let's begin of interviews. On October 29th, he got interviewed after the Nets uh, after a game. And a reporter called him out and said, are you not promoting this? And he said, no. 
I can post whatever I want. He, it's so weird that he's like this. He portrays himself as this free thinking individual who's like above everyone else as far as like he thinks differently. He's his own man, and he he wants he he like holds himself in really high regard, but he also refuses to acknowledge that he is super influential. He has a lot of followers, a big platform. But when people call him out, he's like, "I'm not promoting it." Yes, you are. You posted. You're promoting it. Also, he has like five million followers. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? That's crazy. But then he deleted the tweet with the movie like in it. And then on October 31st, Kanye posted a picture of Kyrie and called him a real one. Really? Oh my gosh. Also, Kanye claimed that Instagram was hiding Kyrie's account. Kanye spelled Kyrie wrong. Another creator likes Kanye's posts. What? Throwing that out there. What did you say? Another creator likes Kanye's posts. Oh my god! Even the anti-Semitic ones. Why? Yeah, man. People are these celebrities are crazy. Don't listen to them. Even if you think you like them, don't listen to them. Oh well, yeah. A celebrity is a celebrity because they're usually good at something. I mean, and I, I'm not going to say stick to what you're good at. If you want to talk about other issues, you can. But also as a as a Listen person, as a person, right? Like as like a consumer, you can be like, "Do I want to hear this person's opinion on this thing?" And if the answer is no, that's fine. Now you shouldn't sit there and say they're not allowed to express their opinion on a certain thing, unless the opinion is a lie or just straight up hateful. This is hateful. This is all hateful. They shouldn't say any of this stuff. And so this story continues and continues and continues from. Uh, the NBA issuing a really toothless statement to the Nets issuing a really toothless statement to uh, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, former NBA players, calling Kyrie an idiot and saying that this is ridiculous behavior and that this is supposed to be a game about unity and we have to sit here and answer for his stupid shit, basically paraphrasing. Exactly. <clears throat> on November 2nd, Takes the away ADL, from what they're focusing on, which is the game. Right. In November 2nd, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, met with Kyrie Irving's father and stepmother, who's Kyrie Irving's agent, actually. But not with Kyrie Irving. On November 2nd, they announced the Nets, along with the ADL, that that Kyrie was going to donate $500,000. The Nets would donate $500,000 towards causes to eradicate hate and, you know, all that sort of negative stuff, hate speech, oppression, whatnot. Kyrie was then I wonder how they decided five hundred thousand dollars was enough for anti-Semitism. Each, so they get a billion. A million, million, technically. I wonder how much. The, I wonder. I wonder how they apportion his yearly income. I wonder if they have a line item in his budget for <laughs> donations for being for being just a donations guy. for you being an idiot. Yeah, you know, like I wonder how they value like ten percent of his income is for stupid shit. 20% is for taxes, 30% is for his mortgage, and like 50% is for like whatever random bullshit. Like, it's crazy, man. It's like how people put like, I just think it's horrible that people think you can just make a donation and it'll go away. Well, I'm glad that it never went away for him. Yeah. And it's sticking oh. with him. It is. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break, and then we'll wrap up this segment and just wrap up the episode in general. So we'll be right back. Hey, guys, we're back. So we'll go ahead and get to sort of the final stretch of this episode. But with Kyrie Irving, 
we talked a little bit right before the break about there was this donation, but he had a press conference right after that at Aspen where he essentially refused to apologize. He never said, people wanted him to say, I am sorry for what I essentially, he just didn't do that. He would say stuff like, oh, I, this documentary may have had some falses, falsehoods in it. Uh, I know, I'm not anti-Semitic for posting that link. Uh, called the movie's assertions about the Holocaust unfortunate, but he didn't say it himself. It's the movie's fault. And then... like, What's all the weaseling for, man? What is all the weaseling because out for? Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, even if, like, his argument is like, well, I agree with some of what's in there, but not all of it. You tweeted the link to the entire movie, right? You're, you're promoting an entire piece of work that says all these questionable things. If you have specific points that you're trying to make, surely you could reference something else. Exactly. I just... And then, when asked if he was anti-Semitic, he didn't just say no, like any normal person would. He said, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Maybe insinuating that, you know, the black Israelite stuff, that if, you know, black people are the true people of Israel, it's impossible for him to be anti-Semitic or something like that. Say any of that stuff. I can't believe people still listen to him after all of that. And I know that there's more in that article as well. Continue. It's just, it just keeps on getting well, worse. Well, the next shoot, the shoot finally drops on November 3rd. They suspend Kyrie Irving. <clears throat> and the Nets issued a statement where in it they said they were dismayed that he did not unequivocally say he's not anti-Semitic. That he did not really acknowledge the hateful material of the film appropriately. So, the failure to disavow anti-Semitism makes him unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets currently. So he will serve a suspension without pay until he serves. And then they say he's got a series of objective remedial measures he has to hit. So his suspension is a minimum of five games, but I think he can come back. He'll only be allowed back once he completes whatever the Nets have mandated for him. Oh my God. I um, I'm actually the ADL really said The ADL said they will not accept Kyrie Irving's donation. I um I'm really happy for both of those. I was really surprised that they did it without pay. Um, and honestly, this is probably the one of the stronger reactions I've seen a sports league have for like a player saying bad stuff about people in general. Um, right. right? Cause, like, because yeah. you remember all of those allegations you <clears throat> talked about for like the past years with all the NFL football players. But Deshaun Watson, yeah. I mean, like the thing with Deshaun Watson is ultimately no, he's he not, not guilty or whatever, even though it seems very likely he did something, in my opinion. Yeah. But like he didn't really face much consequence. I mean, he's faced a reputational consequence, but he's getting paid an absurd amount of money. And I don't know if he's lost any endorsement deals. I believe he is still signed with like a sports brand. Is Hungry still endorsed? I feel like they dropped him. No, right? That's what I was going to get to. Uh, this was yesterday. Nike terminated its relationship with Kyrie Irving and said they will not be releasing his latest signature shoe and they are just cutting ties. I believe like, they were um, actually, I believe his contract ended after the Kyrie 8, which would have been the latest shoe, but they're just cutting it all back. So the shoe won't come out. Deal's done. They're stopping production. <clears throat> they were, I think they were literally about to come out and they're just they're shelving the product. They're just not going to do it. That's good, yeah, because I know that sometimes companies will get rid of the brand name, but they'll still sell the shoe for the money. Like how <coughs> Adidas is getting, Adidas um, is splitting with Kanye, right? But they're going to still sell um, Yeezy-like designs. They're still going to use the rights to the design, technically, right? 
Exactly, right? You know, Netflix owns the rights to the shoe, to the shoe design and whatever. They still could sell this shoe. I don't I think they will. Not, they might they might repurpose yeah, good the they're shoe. not. Yeah. They might repurpose the shoe's design elements into what other shoe, but yeah, rebranded as I don't know. Because I don't know if anyone knows what the Kyrie 8 was gonna look like. They'll probably take off certain features to take away from the fact, like his logos and whatnot, but yeah. <clears throat> use the materials like, in a different way. Yeah, and like look, there's like I don't think Arjun and I need to sit here and tell you anti-Semitism is bad. Don't post links to movies that harbor these conspiracy theories and then be surprised when people get mad at you. Don't and then post if people call you out, like, and people are calling you out and then say horrible stuff when they call you out again, like double down. Why yeah, why would you double down, right? Like, <clears throat> Athletes have every right, just like anyone else, to say what they want. They are not behold. They are not forced to work in the confines of I am a basketball, football, baseball, hockey, volleyball, whatever player. I can only talk about my sport. However, whenever you want to step out and say anything, even if it's about your sport, understand that what you say should come from a place of being informed. You should establish some level of credibility. And if what you say is questionable or false or hurtful to someone, do not be surprised if someone if people call you out on that. Freedom of the freedom to say whatever you want does not mean you are free from the consequences of what you say. Exactly. And I want to just add that I mentioned a couple of key parties in here. I mentioned um, the Brooklyn Nets owner Joe Sai. Um, there is the uh, there's Nike. There's Amazon. <clears throat> Amazon should not have that movie on their platform. I agree. Movie should not be there. Joe Sai, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, is uh, he made his money with Alibaba, the uh, the massive e-commerce retailer. Really? Yeah, I think he's like a co-founder or like a founder, or whatever. Well, it's quite interesting. Hmm. Uh, he has very questionable beliefs. I think he's essentially pro the genocide of the Uyghur Muslims in China. <clears throat> something like that or he is involved in a very negative way in that so nike has sweatshops i know that oh for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all That's three all... of those things are true and are question like the fact the movie was on amazon the fact josiah has those beliefs about the uyghur muslims and maybe even his beliefs about hong kong are probably questionable too maybe possible um and nike having sweatshops right these are all things that should be questioned should be called out should be addressed those three, those three things could be true, and Kyrie Irving is still an idiot for saying what he said. I've seen too much of people doing the whatever when Joe Simon his statement about Kyrie, when Nike just announced they cut Kyrie, when um, people were just complaining about the movie in general. They do this thing where they were like, "Well, this thing is also bad. Amazon's the one that had the movie. Joe Simon thinks these people should be killed. Nike has sweatshops, and they act like that somehow takes the blame off of Kyrie or." It's deflection. You're deflecting when you say that. Because I don't know if you know this, but people can believe multiple things at once. I believe all three of those things are true about Amazon, Josiah, and Nike. And I also believe Kyrie is an anti-Semitic idiot who deserved consequences for what he did. Mm-hmm. Same thing I with mean, Kanye. Holding he everyone accountable does shady shit yeah. with sweatshops, yeah. right? Absolutely. Like, like a, lot of, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of people personally or professionally do bad things. That's very true. I 100% agree. Um, you can't hold everyone accountable for every single thing you do. You have to try your best, though, to do it as much as possible to help people, to help society in general stay on a right and correct path so everyone is benefiting. But you have to hold people accountable as much as possible, even if you can't do it to every single individual out there. Right. So like Kyrie facing consequences does not mean it is annoying that Nike or Amazon or 
Joe's side have not yeah, faced more scrutiny for any of their negative actions or beliefs. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't hold Kyrie accountable for what he did, like you're saying. I'm glad that they are, and I hope that they suspend him longer and or cancel his contract. I hope he also learns his fucking lesson. I mean, that'd be the main, the main thing for me. Is that hopefully he like can come out of this and actually... And he also officially apologized, by the way. I believe that is probably part of his suspension plan is like he needs to actually... Who wrote that? Which he did. Yeah, who wrote that? <clears throat> I think it was him. Um, really? Someone said there was a typo in there that seemed very Kyrie, so we'll say. But, I mean, look, an apology was issued. It was never going to be a good apology after all the... No, it's never going to satisfy. It's like Travis Scott with Astroworld after everything happened. Like, people made fun of him so much for his apology video because it's never going to satisfy the internet. His apology video was pretty bad. Like, I think... Yeah, it was bad. It was and it was Kyrie, right? We had to like, it felt like people had to hound him and hound him and hound him and hound him. And then you finally get the apology. It's not going to be. It's not going to be satisfying. It's not going to be making you feel good because you got you to work for it. And there's no. another, yeah. And there's another thing I want to bring up, but I want to clarify if you're listening to this show and we made our jokes at the beginning about this being the Media Bros podcast. Neither of us are black. Let's make that clear. No. <laughs> so yeah, I say the reason I feel like I need to say that is because. I have seen a lot of, I think Kanye's stuff specifically brought this narrative up, but I have seen it a bit with Kyrie as well. I've talked about why do leagues, do organizations, do people not draw the line when people say anti-black stuff? The Kanye example is the slavery is a choice thing, which is fucking absurd and gross, and I don't know why he said that. It's stupid. I feel like he was honestly like right on the edge of people really. I think, I feel like people did get mad about that. The companies did were. But people were bad. Yeah, companies didn't take that step, but they took the steps now. But back then, it really felt like he was gonna be canceled. Also, the amount of people who said like, "I'm still gonna buy," he's gonna be shut away after that. Honestly, I thought he would stop, but he didn't. And with Kyrie, with like the NBA, there's like I will say with the NBA, Donald Sterling, racist odor forces help the team. Robert Sarver, racist and sexist odor being forced. It feels like to sell the team. The NBA seems to be a little better with it as far as, like... And the NBA, by the way, with Robert Sarver, it took, like, the fans, like, pushing and the players pushing. And even with Kyrie, it took Kyrie's inability to apologize and public pressure. Because the NBA didn't even suspend him. It was the Brooklyn Nets who finally were like, fuck this. Exactly, right? And the Brooklyn Nets, for for a team or an organization that knows Kyrie more than just a person that tweets, you know... It has to be very difficult to have to do that to someone that you know very well and you work with all the time. But honestly, like he said it now on Twitter, but what was he saying? Oh, close the first place. What There's also players who probably share world. his belief. There's players who have quote tweeted or retweeted things saying, really? you, can't, you can't say anything anymore. So they, they might not agree with him, but for some reason, they don't understand how consequences work. Yeah, I don't know, but I really feel like a lot of these professional athletes need to get Obviously, social media LeBron trained. and Kevin Durant have issued statements saying that they don't agree with what he did. LeBron and Kevin Durant, they don't agree with yeah. what he did, and but like, and I can get it. Like, I get the idea of like they're both like, I don't agree with what he did, but it's also not my business to like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. My statement is this is bad. He should have been doing it. But I also am not going to be the one to like be the arbiter on this, which I mean, fair, I guess. Right? No, no. You I mean, honestly, in a lot of these situations, it's they're kind of weak statements, but they're very like, I guess, direct in the sense they're like, don't that what he did was bad. It shouldn't have been handled this way. It's just um, when you are a celebrity or a professional athlete, like when someone like your coworker basically just like does something really public and bad, like you have to absolve yourself a little bit, but getting involved super deeply just doesn't do anything but harm. And that's that. why I think it sucks that the players don't get more involved. With, like there were there weren't that many players that were saying Kyrie needs to shut up. There were like, <clears> but I were, think it's what you said. I think they're scared to get involved because they don't want to be a part of the mess. Right, because when you think about social media a lot, and when these these players think about cancel culture all the time because it's not going to happen to you and me, it's going to happen to them because it's going to happen to anyone, right? When they think about cancel culture, they don't understand how the social media machine really works sometimes. I feel like social media can be very random when in terms of how they react to a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that position, you know something's going wrong, speaking up, it's good to do, but... If you say the wrong thing while you're speaking up accidentally, then it could turn into a whole backlash against you as well. Yeah, I can see why when people are going to become famous, they become really nervous about what they say all the time. Or, well, I guess they don't give a fuck. Tiring. Yeah, and I think, like, look, like, <clears throat> there is something to be said about, like, these athletes only seem to really speak up when it's stuff that directly affects them. For example, the NBA is a majority black league, so when issues mm-hmm. come up, the black community come up. A lot more of them, they're a lot more vocal, but when a player says something really anti Semitic, for example, it feels like they don't say as much. And I think that's something that's fair to be a little bit like, hey, can you not at least like condemn his behavior? Uh, LeBron was a little more like, yeah, that's fucked up. Don't do that. Durant was a little weird about it because like he was basically saying, like, I'm not anti Semitic and I don't think people should do that sort of thing. But I don't think he was going to. The thing is, at the end of the day, it's like his teammate and players are just weirdly going to have each other's back like that. It's very difficult um, because, you know... I'm not trying to say, I'm not gonna sit here and say boo-hoo the athlete. I'm just saying I think, like, the players are really weird about calling each other out about stuff, so... Yeah, with Retired BT, players will call everyone out till the end of time because they don't yeah. play with them. Yeah. I think it's nice to see, like... It's, it's, I think it's good to see retired players, like, call people out and show them, like, this isn't what it's usually like when... Because they were part of the industry for a long time. They still are because they're sometimes commentators too yeah, it's good players. it's good to see their perspective to understand what it's really like because all players they will be closed off in these situations too yeah. and you're like i wonder what's really happening behind the scenes like i wonder what Kyrie's <clears throat> parents are saying to him right now about his stuff you know like i wonder i wonder how they reacted to the fact that Kyrie did didn't show up to whatever donation event that was happening that is just his parents the meeting, yeah and you know? I, I know we got i got a little off track the reason i kind of said the thing about like uh the sort of like premise we're not black because there is a very interesting and frankly it's kind of concerning conversation about how anti-black behavior does not seem to warrant like it doesn't get the consequences that it should right like if a player said something really anti-black would we be seeing all of these consequences or a a celebrity like kanye said anti-black stuff and the companies were not as aggressive so I think that's very valid to be like, those, you know, certain issues seem to slide, but certain issues don't. But at the end of the day, that conversation does not say anti-Black stuff is bad, but anti-Semitism isn't bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's all bad. Someone should be held accountable 
period, for being anti-Semitic or anti-Black or anti-any other, you know, ethnic, religious, minority group, whatever. But there's, it's one of those things where, like, the conversation about where the line is drawn is very interesting, and I think it is kind of concerning that it doesn't seem to be drawn for certain issues, but drawn for others. However, we don't need to, but what I think that's caused is people are, like, fighting about like which is worse, like you know, who has it worse? Like Jewish people have do Jewish people have it worse? Black people have we you get into like a struggle Olympics conversation. Don't play the oppression game. It's not productive. Yeah. No, don't the play conversation the oppression should game. be, and you can hold that view that companies and corporations will let shit slide for certain groups, but for it'll they only draw the line when certain groups, you know what I mean? And I'm not wanting mm-hmm. to do this, but but where the line drawing game is fucked, and you can have that opinion. But you could also say, oh, yeah, well, they should still get in trouble for being anti-Semitic. I'm not mad that they got in trouble. I'm ma- you know what I mean? I'm mad it took them this long to get in trouble. It took them being anti-Semitic to get them in trouble. But I'm happy that they're suffering the consequences. You know, those are beliefs that can exist together. And I think we've I've seen, unfortunately, some really gross infighting in some of these minority group communities. But in reality, we should all kind of be on the same page and be like, hey, we, we, need, to, we need to force the line to be drawn the same way for everyone. I know. But we should also not be unhappy that there is at least some consequence being levied. We just want to improve sort of the threshold to be more consistent. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I don't <coughs> agree. I think that there's a gross level of inconsistency across every level of accountability. And it feels like sometimes when one company pulls the contract, then it's like a cascade over like the next like everyone's two, waiting to see who pulls the contract and then and it's like why are you waiting to do the right thing hmm. well it's the waiting is because of money Arjun. we know this i know if you're the only one who gets if you're the only one who gets off the gravy train then you feel like an idiot i guess is the yeah, i know but you shouldn't feel like an idiot for doing the morally correct thing mm, ain't that the truth Not the truth. It's a great way to get us dead here. Before we close, you want to touch on one more it's a very sad thing. Uh, rest in peace to uh, take off. Passed away. Yeah. <clears throat> this past week at a uh, shot, fatally shot in Houston. Uh, when did this happen exactly? It was earlier this week. I have the I have an article published November second. Was it Wednesday? Do you think it was Monday? Was it it was uh well no, it was well technically Tuesday Tuesday morning ish, like it was in the it was like past midnight on Halloween. Gotcha. Yeah, it was Tuesday morning. Um, it was really sad. I remember I woke up in the morning and I saw it on my phone and I thought it was like misinformation, but no, it's crazy. Yeah, it it's really it's very sad. unfortunate. I mean. We've seen a lot of high-profile uh, hip-hop artists pass away. In like, PNB sort of, Rock. Yeah, PNB Rock. His his uh, his uh, girl, his partner, I don't know if they were married or whatever, she got a lot of flack for, like, posting their location. But, like, it's it really sucks that that's, like, something she has to be wary about. Because I think she would... I do feel like... She, first of all, people were very much giving her a lot of shit. And I felt like that was very unfair. Because like you could be like, well, time. she should know better because, like, she knows she... You know, he has, like enemies he has ops he has whatever but like they were enjoying dinner together and like people post like restaurant pics with location tags all the time so it wasn't even her fault i heard online another rumor i heard online was people that were there to harm pnb rock and kill him were there before 
Yeah, I just, I just feel like it he's dead. You think she doesn't feel bad about it? <laughs> like, I know, and like it's also so Nicki Minaj got a lot of nerve talking about like we know you like, like complaining about that location stuff. People know where you live, Nicki Minaj, because you married a sex offender. So I don't know what you're. Yeah, talking about. Nicki Minaj, I can't believe she married a sex offender and defended him like too. You can look at their Halloween costume pictures. Fun fact that is a tangent of Nicki Minaj, her husband, and their baby. And if you look at her husband's leg, you can see the ankle monitor that he has to wear under his pants because he is obviously under house arrest. I'm dead. Or he's under watch. I don't know. He's under watch. Yes. I mean, he is a sex offender. Yeah, there's a watch list. Yeah, that's what you were talking about. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, take off. It's. It's always unfortunate. I mean, death by gun violence, not just for celebrities, but in a, a lot of communities, gun violence is a very big problem in the United States, not just from school shootings and mass shootings, but also just in your, you know, the, you know, the inner cities, areas where things are kind of not the greatest. People deal with a lot of issues, economic issues, and gun violence yeah. just seems to run rampant in these areas. And frankly, we've not done much, I think, as a country to support. My house is a gun-free house. I will never buy a gun. I will never own a gun. That's I would good. never have friends that bring guns over. <laughs> don't bring your gun to my house. Yeah, don't bring it. Leave it at home, man. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Gun violence is such a it's such a problem. It's such a widespread problem because it's not just the the guns people buy. It's the guns that are distributed illegally and get in the hands of people who really don't. I think some of them honestly don't need to like in the sense like. The guns get in the hands of people who probably shouldn't have them to begin with, and they don't know what they're doing with them, and I don't think they realize what they're doing, what they can do with them. And I'm, I'm also of... talking about instances where, like, young, young, like, teens are getting in the hand of holding these guns in these kind of rough environments. But all that being said, very unfortunate that Tegoff passed away. I mean, Migos is a very modern, like, in modern hip-hop, a very important, transformative group. I mean... They shaped the 2010 sound of modern day. Of like, of like they, modern trap music goes a lot to the Migos. Especially a lot of um, pop music and rap music nowadays. A <clears> lot <throat> of the influence comes from the Migos and what they were able to do. From Versace all the way to what they've done now, they've had a huge influence. Yeah, the, the trio is, has very much been like a very modern hip-hop like legacy. They have a very important legacy of modern hip-hop and uh, Obviously, I know they've had issues internally, and like the two of them, Quavo and the Takeoff, split off to be like their own little duo. And it's very unfortunate. Like, I mean, I know like Takeoff and Quavo, uh, one's the other's uncle, and they grew up together and they're very close. So they formed a duo and they had just released their album together. So it's it was already tragic, but now you think about the tragedy of how close they were, how they were also like had just released this thing together. And I don't like these like. I don't know. I'm not. A f I mean, I the videos being out there always make it like more impactful. But I feel weird. I don't know why people seeing people like die that. and then people spread that around because I feel like it's somewhat it can it be seen as somewhat disrespectful, right? I just <coughs> whenever I use the internet, I use the internet to laugh or to watch TV shows and movies. I, I don't like to go to the internet to learn about real stuff all the time. And the, like videos like that, some people are really like into blood and gore, and they they like to see the real stuff and like the real gritty things. And I don't get that. That's just not for me. And I think it is disrespectful, like you said, because that's like someone's last moments. Recording that for people to see just sounds like such a violation of personal space, especially yeah. when your life.
Listen, you're passing away. And like the video recording stuff. Yeah, the video recording stuff is valuable. Like with these like body cam footage, like the footage of, for example, George Floyd. He was like a fairly, a relatively recent example. That type of footage can be very impactful. It's sparked yeah, conversation. Yeah, like in a criminal case. Yeah, but like in the case of just like in the case of, I mean, I, this is video evidence that could be useful. But like that goes to the enforcement, you know, the people but who. But that's for the lawyers and the judges and the and the, the the court to look at, not for. It feels. It felt weird. I mean, I felt very. It felt bad seeing. You know, you see like clips of like Quavo like standing next to Takeoff trying to get like help to come. It's it's very tragic. I mean, it's just another example of gun violence taking another life too soon. And specifically, we're talking about like high profile hip hop artists. PNB, take off Nipsey and many others. Frankly, it's 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 rough. That that's it sucks. So, no, I understand. It's like after 2015, 2016, it really feels like every single year there's a another unfortunate passing away of someone who's high profile gun death for in, a, in, in this context. Obviously, it feels like every year, aside from the pandemic, there's school shooting, mass shooting. And there's shootings that happen every day in the country that like people don't talk about, obviously, because they're so regular locally and, and not even just in the bad communities sometimes even, but like oftentimes usually in communities that don't get the support they need, the issues the issue runs rampant and it's unfortunate. So I know that's a bit of a dour note to end the show on, but I do think I know we really ranted for a while. Honestly. It'd be we'd be remiss to not touch on it, I think. I mean, you know, it's true. As usual, there will be links in the description. Uh both for uh, it's sort of anti-hate crime, anti-hate speech organization. I'll find one. If you have any good ones that you know of, feel free to send those my way. And I will also try and find some sort of crazy. gun violence initiative stuff. And obviously, donating is not mandatory. Money can be hard to come by, but I'm not going to, I don't claim to know the financial situation of everyone who listens to this show. So if you can donate, that'd be great. If you can share it, that'd be great too. Whatever you feel like you got, whatever you feel. And if you don't want to do anything, Hey, that's fine too. Whatever you feel like is appropriate and doable for you, we appreciate it over here. Yeah, it doesn't have to be monetary. Send a prayer for takeoff, you know. Send a prayer for I mean, all yeah. The if you're, if you're very topic. yeah, if you're someone of the faith, just you know, hey, God of uh, the faith, don't have to pray. Just wish people well. Yeah, be nice to people. Be good to people out there. Don't be racist. Don't be rude. Don't buy a company up just to prove a point. Just be a nice person. Yeah. Don't further worsen content moderation, which is kind of like not that great in the first place, anyways, for that company. Uh, speaking of nice people, love, thank you, Arjun, so much for stepping up and stepping in to be on the show with me, the Medium Rest episode of the Half and Half podcast. I'm always here to go on tangents. That's just the red. Time signatures for this is going to be really confusing for you to set up because, like, we would go in between topics sometimes. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, the, hey. The people got content, and content is king. So now they can eat. There you go. But anyway, uh, thank you so, so much for being on the show with me. And for those of you listening, uh, I will check with Aiden. I don't actually have, like, a date for when he comes back. Um, I believe it's sometime soon. Uh, obviously, I don't know if he'll be up to record because international travel, jet lag, and all that. But you will at least have this episode to hold you over, and we will sort of see things progress going forward we'll keep you guys updated on twitter for now if we move off twitter we will tell you um, hey tiktok tiktok 
Aiden it's doesn't me. have TikTok, so then I'd be in charge of that. And I already do enough anyway, so. I'm dead. That's so true. All right. Well, as usual, stay creepy. Peace out. Be nice to each other. Talk to you soon.